This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much as always for joining me for what is the last show of 2023. Uh, it is and has been a mixed year. Um, I, I'm not I'm not that keen on 2023 to be honest. Um, there's been so much rubbish happened this year. Um, and I'm hoping that 2024 is going to be a better one. If you've had a great 2023, I'm really happy for you. Um, it's just not been the best. Um, I just hope that it is is going to improve. I hate to start shows on an on a meager note, but I don't like being dishonest with you. Um, so I'm being very honest. Uh, but good morning to all of you. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, let's jump into the chat. Martin, good morning to you. I'm sure there were people in before. I'm sorry that if, if StreamYard has mugged you off, especially on this last day. Pikahu is usually in there before anyone. Uh, CT, uh, Glenn, Matt G, Temi, Peter, Stevie, Blackshine, John, Odorile, uh, Paul, Louis, Brad, Daryl, Steve, uh, Jimbo, old Dave, Angela. Uh, we've got Grantly Poos and Mark and Poppy the Chappy. Uh, we've got, uh, oh, asking, what are the New Year's resolutions? I'm going to star this and we'll tackle that one in part two. I promise we'll come back to it. Uh, Sweaty Merlot, Mike, uh, we've got Daryl, we've got uh, Northern Guna, uh, Nigel, and plenty more of you guys and girls as well in the chat box. Thank you so much. As always, uh, for joining me, uh, it is always an absolute pleasure to do so, and we will be continuing to do so into 2024 but there is the small matter of arsenal's game today against fulham before the year is out arsenal do have the, ch- uh, the, the chance to be top at the end of the year if they win today and uh, that's much to do with yesterday's premier league results which we should have a quick look through um first of all chelsea narrowly again avoiding defeat uh, away from home against luton town they took a a 3-1 lead in this, but Luton scored to set up a very nervy end to the game and could have easily come out with far more than they ended up 
getting. Uh, Chelsea, I think, whilst will be very happy with the win, will certainly not be convinced um, by the uh, by the victory by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Aston Villa beat Burnley 3-2 in a game. I'm going to talk a little bit more about in a second. Uh, Crystal Palace beat uh, Brentford 3-1. Another impressive performance from Michael Elise. Uh, Manchester City winning 2-0 against a, you know, a relatively poor Sheffield United side. And Wolves, a uh, really damning result on Everton. 3-0 win for them as they continue to chase Chelsea in that mid-table pack, but probably the result of the day was Nottingham Forest beating Manchester United 2-1 to bring an end to what has been a gloriously horrible year for Manchester United and Eric Ten Hag, who I really don't know what on earth is going to happen with that club. I always struggle to look at the Premier League table and see it where it is right now and see Manchester United still seventh. I feel like they should be lower than that you know what i mean i feel like they should be lower than i mean to be fair should newcastle and brighton win their respective games brighton play west ham newcastle of course we hope will win as they play liverpool um it is at anfield it's worth pointing out but should they win both their games they will go above man united and they will drop into ninth place in the table i mean brighton only need to draw their game uh, against west ham they've played 19 uh, so far during this campaign. So let's keep those fingers crossed, um, <laughs> hoping that they both pick up the results they need and they can drop into uh, basically right behind Chelsea. In fact, Chelsea would only be uh, three and R, to be fair, three points behind Manchester United at this point of the season. So let's keep those fingers crossed, shall we? <laughs> terms, sorry, I've got a little bit of a cough. Um, in terms of the Aston Villa game, I said I was going to talk about it. Aston Villa won the game late with a penalty. And it is incredibly frustrating. It's just a laughing stock at this stage. And you can see on your screen, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're not, I'll describe it for you on Spotify and other audio platforms. How Arsenal can be told that there is not enough to give a penalty against Gabriel Jesus when Douglas Luiz kicks the back of his leg in the box. And yet when it's Duran falling over with the most minimal I mean, there's an argument the ball is even touched in this moment. It's just laughable. It's ridiculous. I'm so sick and tired of these of these officials. <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. As again, the voice is not great today. Um, I'm so sick and tired of these officials and the officiating and the decision making and the lack of consistency. It, it's and as Laurie says here, the ball was touched. I I can't, it's just becoming boring. It takes away from the sport. It takes away from the game. I'm willing to just even scrap VAR in its entirety as well at this point. I can't be asked with these people looking after the video officiating of these, of these fixtures. It's so boring and frustrating. Um, and it's like, what's the point of talking about football anymore? Like what's, the talk, what's the point about analysing performances, analysing where we are in the table, analysing what our opponents are doing? Because every single piece of analysis that we have to do now is underwritten by this, well, there was a mistake in that game and there was a decision given in that game that should have been given in this game and wasn't given in this game. And, you know, it, it it's taken away from the whole point of the game. It's taken away from our ability to critically analyze things because all of the decisions in this sport 
at least in England, I can't speak about Europe too much or the wider world because I don't watch it enough anymore. I will probably be doing that a lot more in 2024, but I just can't be bothered to to continue to lambast these officials and their decisions because it's ruining the sport and they're ruining the sport and it just makes it less of a spectacle. And, you know, Villa fans will jump on this, I'm sure, if they see it and say, oh, stop moaning, stop whinging. But when it's against you, you know you feel the exact same way. It's just, we just need consistency. That's all we want. Just one thing, one trait, one characteristic, consistency. If you want to make it that Gabriel Jesus's interaction hit isn't a free, isn't a foul, fine. But then you've got to be consistent and say that this one isn't a foul either. It's just mad. It's crazy. It makes me sad. It makes me really sad. Um, let's talk about the Ivan Tony confusion. Now, yesterday um, on social media, you probably have been following all the latest regarding the transfer stories coming out of uh, of the Athletic and out of the Independent and hearing what other sources have got to say about the situation. Well, Miguel Delaney of the Independent did a report yesterday talking about what deals Arsenal might and can do uh, in the market, but that it's going to be very difficult, basically, for Arsenal to do much business. But what he does mention is that there is a an intention, if you like, there is a hope that Arsenal still could try to do something with Ivan Tony, um, and that there were suggestions that even though we know all about the price tag, Arsenal still want to do this deal in January, and that they have to weigh up the financial concerns as the price range may make it difficult. Uh, but uh, Delaney also mentions that Ozzemans is beyond Arsenal's budget right now uh, because of the 150 million. Um, they are apparently investigating whether a deal can be done. In January, I have maintained for quite some time that I don't expect a striker, especially Tony, to be done um, in, in January. I just can't see how it will happen. And then later that same day, David Ornstein, speaking to BBC Sport, said that Brentford would like £100 million for Tony in January. There's been no real contact or movement from any interested clubs. And Arsenal striker targets would be a more of a summer move than in January because of financial reasons. So there's this kind of conflict of reporting. Now, what I do want to stress is that this doesn't mean that Miguel's information is not accurate. Arsenal may want to do a deal for Tony in January. He may Arsenal may want to get a deal done in January, but as was been mentioned, they've not been able to work out how to do that and therefore have not progressed with Brentford or spoken to Brentford about the benefits or the the actuality of a of a January deal. So whilst we can have these conflicting, if you even want to call it that, reports, they can still exist in the same space and both be true. Um, but obviously, therefore, it may not end up that a deal happens. It's also important always to point out because whenever you often see those reports, you see people trying to rubbish them. Certainly, I've rubbished certain reports, and I say reports in a very loose term in some ways. But I saw a suggestion today that. Uh, Takira Tomiyasu um, might be uh, op- well, Arsenal might be open to letting him leave on loan in Jan- these are the types of things that you see and you're like yeah just 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 what <laughs> like you're just making this up <laughs> it's just not Arsenal have no interest in allowing uh, Tomiyasu to leave on loan they want to renew his deal his deal is is in the process of being negotiated why they would let a, an important player who's arguably with Timber out our starting left back leave on loan 
you know, it's staggering sometimes reading some uh, of, of the reports out there. Um, but uh, in regards to Tony, yeah, I, I don't expect movement in January. Not to say it definitely won't happen, but it's it's, it's really unlikely um, that that will happen. And speaking of Tommy Asu, we need to kind of talk about a bit of a headline um, story because in the training photos that have been released leading up to this game, uh, as you can see on your screen, Tommy Asu has indeed been pictured. Now, this doesn't mean that he's going to be available for today's game. He could be, but it doesn't mean that he is. Uh, he has been close, as we know, to going back. There was an expectation of around January that we would see Tommy Asu back. Um, but it is great to see him on the training field, to see him involved in some way. It isn't an image of him involved in any kind of bulwark. Um, isn't any kind of uh, indication that he is you know, fully fit and ready to come back. But it is great seeing him out there on the grass with the team. Um, and it could be an indication that he's coming back sooner rather than later. It's worth pointing out, of course, that he is set to leave the club to go to the Asia Cup. Um, and Arsenal will lose him for the duration of Japan's involvement in that tournament. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's, good, it's good to see him back because we have missed Tommy Asu. Really, really have missed him. Zinchenko has had his struggles. And I feel as though if Tommy Asu was there in his place, we may not have had the same level of struggle that we have seen, you know, and the Liverpool game that we didn't have him for was a big loss. Hopefully we can have him back maybe for next week's FA Cup game against Liverpool. Let's wait and see and keep those fingers crossed that uh, that we can. No information yet on Thomas Partey, by the way. Um, I'd be surprised to see him back. Um, but uh, yeah, still sorry. No information yet on Thomas Partey's return. Right, let's go to part two, shall we? And your questions right after this. Now, of course, I do welcome you to leave any comments that you like in the chat box, but because it is the last show of 2023, I won't be able to do a show later on because I'll be at the game uh, and then I'll be coming home in the evening to enjoy some family time um, and celebrate the end of this year. Uh, I did want to <clears throat> just briefly pause the Q&A for two seconds to just say thank you. Uh, as I did say at the start of the show, 2023 has been a really difficult year. There's been a lot of reasons. Some I can talk about, some I can't talk about. Um, I lost my granddad this year, who I was exceptionally close to. Um, and that was a really, really, really hard thing uh, to go through. I'm not great at showing emotions at all. I don't tend to cry. I don't tend to shed a tear. Uh, and I and I didn't. Um, I'm just, I, I'm a tend, I bottle things up, which is never a good thing to do because you end up kind of exploding don't you at times when you bottle things up and and things coming out in the wrong way but I have a really bad habit of that so I guess one of those new year resolutions because there was a question earlier on from Pappy the Chappie says what are your Arsenal new year's resolutions well I'll go through some personal ones with you before we go to some Arsenal ones um I think that it's important to try not to bottle things up and to be more open in some ways, to talk about things that they go through. Um, so that's certainly something I'll be focusing on in 2024. Uh, I also want to make TGT even better. I want to pump more resources and time into this because, you know, the channel has always been the side thing, if you like. I've always either been a teacher. I've always either been working at another website. I've already had, obviously, this gig at Football.London as well and going to games. And I've never really been able to make the channel maybe utilize its potential, even though what we've done, despite it being my hobby, if you like, and it has become something of a job as well, 
I've never been able to pour as much into it. I want to get better at certain things. I want to gain more skills. I want to learn how to video edit better. I want to learn how to create more recorded video for the channel. I want to learn how to do some graphic design. And that's why I reach out to you guys. And if you know any techniques and tips, and like I want to do some courses perhaps in, in design and things like that, some kind of like whistle stop tour things. Um, I really want to, you know, focus in on, on getting some more skills, uh, making my, me better at my job in any way that I can as well. I think that there is so much about this channel that I haven't yet unlocked. Um, and I want to do more with that. Now that's going to be hard with other jobs, other work, work going on and continuing. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to mean me being even more busy um in 2024 which i like i like being busy i don't like not having things to do i don't like sitting around doing nothing it, it's bad because not only that when i get bored i eat i don't know if you have this same problem but when i get bored when i'm not doing something i always feel like i want to be eating and obviously you know that i've been on this big health push in 2023 and it took a little bit of a knock in december I lost 10 kilos. I've gone down to whatever I've gone down to now. And Christmas and the winter period has certainly meant that I've, I've moved away from that, especially as I've been talking about some mental health stuff going on in December has really hit my, uh, my motivation for that. So I really wanted to start of January and, and probably into February as well, whenever I can kick on with that. Start pushing through with some New Year's resolutions health-wise. And of course, I'll be wanting to bring back in its glory with perhaps some different guests, depending on availability, because Owen and Sophie and Raj aren't always available because a lot of stuff's going on in their own lives um, to do the, um, uh, the Eat, Sleep, Ask and Repeat stuff. And of course, we've got our live event next year in February, which has sold out. And I'm so excited for that event in February. It's amazing to see that that event before we've even talked about who's coming on it. I know that a certain someone's been hinting very, very, very brazenly that they are coming on. Uh, and I'm very happy to tell you that, yes, Harry Simi will indeed be returning for the live event. I mean, and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Harry will be uh, doing that show. I'm very happy to announce that. Uh, I'll probably be giving you some details about more of our lineup for that show, um, but I might keep some things as a bit of a surprise. If you're wondering how you might be able to watch that show, if you weren't able to get a ticket or because you live elsewhere, I'm hoping to record that show so you're going to be able to listen to that on a catch-up as well. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to that. But basically, I want 2024 to be a lot better than what 2023 was. I really do, because 2023 was tough, really tough. And I just want and hope that we as a community can make 2024 really, really special. I had a great message come through the other day 
that said, Tom, I know that we always talk about targets of like, you know, hundred thousands subscribers, things like that. I think it's just great to, to set those smaller targets. And so, of course, maybe our first target of 2024 should be trying to hit the capacity of the Emirates Stadium. Um, and what I think is 60,000 and let's get the exact number, shall we? Uh, 60,383. That's going to be a little target for this 2024. We've got to try and get the capacity of the Emirates Stadium uh, as subscribers. We're on our way currently to 54,000 subs at the moment. I think it's very possible. So spread the word about the channel. Do uh, do the work and, and maybe we'll be able to achieve that. So there we go. Um, that's that's some New Year's stuff for you. But again, a massive thank you for helping me on the channel, supporting me, sending me some very kind messages and uh, just being here because you make life so much easier. Trust me. Um, let's go to uh, Damien says, good luck on your resolutions, Tom. Happy and a prosperous 2024. Um, Chris Martin says, Arteta's New Year resolution should be to give Rule Waters, Koja Dubri, and Lewis Skelly their debuts. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great shout. I think I'd love to see some of those players get some opportunities. Um, Omar says, nope, just added to it. Fashion takes time, which he can use fashion. Fashion? Is this is this me talking about my... Are you talking about my fashion? I think my fashion's pretty good. I haven't got that as a 2024... Uh... <laughs> I'm pretty happy with my clothing choices. Uh, Amy says, wow, Tom, I'm worn out listening to all the things that you want to achieve. Good for you. Thanks, Amy. Um, Matt G says, I love the Eat, Sleep, Arsenal repeat shows. Well, hopefully they'll be coming back a lot more in 2024. Things have just... Obviously, you know, if you watch Highbury Squad, you know Sophie's been going through... A lot. Owen's got a wedding to prepare for next year, of which I'm going to be going to next year. That's another thing I'm really excited for is Owen's wedding. Um, can't wait for that. Uh, Jean says, thanks for your videos during 2023. I think I've managed over 90% of your shows. That's incredible. I really appreciate your consistent good shows and wish you all the best in 24. I tell you what, when people got their 2023 Spotify wrapped and were saying they were in the top 1% of listeners or top 5% of listeners, it's crazy. That's uh, so many hours of listening that you've committed to. So thank you. Uh, Daniels is not a question, but very happy new year, Tom. Thanks for doing what you do every day. I also have lost uh, my grandparent and granddad this year. Um, and this has been so difficult. Uh, so I'm here if you need a talk. Thanks, Daniel. That's very kind. And, and my condolences to you and your family. And yeah, granddads are great. Losing them sucks. Um, but the memories are, are what's important. In fact, um, for Christmas, this isn't like a reveal. I'm not pulling the blind up to do like a reveal. I guess it is, but you. I don't know if you can see it. I might need to move this a bit. There we go. And turn this. But up there on the windowsill is a little picture, uh, which my other half very kindly gave to me for Christmas of me with him, uh, which, was, which was very, very nice, very emotional. Uh, Game Shot says, uh, great show yesterday. Uh, regarding the comparison between Solanke and Tony, I think you might fail to highlight the difference between them. Um, non-penalty goals, MPG slash dribbles, etc. We don't need another Jesus and Ketia. Um, I mean, give me the numbers. I'd, I'd love to have the numbers. It doesn't matter what numbers Solanke have if Tony's good numbers are spec in terms of what we offer, specialised in terms of what we offer. We need another impact in games like West Ham and more of it. What T is great at, he's better than what we've got. And Solanke, again, I'd love to see some numbers. Like I'd love to see an explanation. People tell me, oh yeah, Tony's better than Solanke. I'm like, well, here's one, here's another, here's another, here's another, here's some more, here's some more stats as we talked about yesterday as to why I don't think it's so clear cut 
and I'm yet to get anyone come back at me about why Tony is categorically better than Solanke. Uh, Lee, Tom, with over 600 million spent, every recent podcast broadcasted, fans are saying that we haven't got enough to win the title. In your opinion, has the club's recruitment been good enough? Oh, without a doubt. Like, if you look at what happened prior to that investment, you look at the squad we had before that investment. We haven't been in a situation... Arteta's not been in a situation where, like, Pochettino was. So Pochettino comes into Chelsea, Already they've spent huge amounts of money on a team, on a squad that won the Champions League with Thomas Tuchel. Don't forget that. So Pochettino comes to a team that Graham Potter spent on and previously Thomas Tuchel had spent on. And what's happened? They've spent more money and it's still not working. Manchester United, a squad that has constantly been spent on and spent on and spent on. And what have they done? They've spent wrongly. They've brought in the wrong players. They brought in the wrong manager. And they have failed to generate and to create a philosophy and a style and a movement and a process. When Arteta came in, he took over a fractured, broken, diminishing, declining, sliding squad that had been mismanaged and misstyled by Unai Emery. He nearly got what he wanted out of that team, but Unai Emery's Arsenal... And this is very different. And this is why I don't like when people make the comparisons to what he's doing at Villa, because I think Villa, like Sevilla and like Villarreal and all the other teams with Villa in their name that he's managed, is very, very appropriate for Unai Emery in terms of what he can do with that team. Arsenal and PSG have been great examples of the elite sides that simply haven't worked. And when he has left, he's left those sides in a worse position, especially in terms of their squad than he joined them as. He did some good things. He gave some players some debuts, like Saka and Smith-Rowe. But ultimately, the squad was fractured. There was uprisings. There was little clicks in the group. And the investment that Arteta has used, as well as the club has used, as well as Edu has used, and I appreciate, Lee, by the way, you saying 600 million, because the amount of times that people misrepresent how much money Arsenal have actually spent. I know that's not the specific number, but it's a lot closer to what people, what we actually have spent rather than the billion that some people try and claim we've spent. Um, we've actually, I think actually we have spent less than 600 million, maybe not before this summer, maybe now with that, you know, Declan Rice deal and stuff like that, we've spent over that. I'd need to do another recount of what we've spent since Arteta took over. Maybe someone can do it while we're waiting and transfer marked. Um, hint, hint. <laughs> but, uh, what Arteta has done with that money is turn the side that had been fractured and broken and effectively just ruined. He got players out and we had to move players out without getting much money in for them. People say that we need to be better at selling, but I challenge anyone to work out how we could have done that with the players that we got rid of because we had to move players on. We had to get players out. We had to bring better players in and we did not have the capacity to sell them effectively because there wasn't any buyers for them. Hence why you even look at last summer, as late as 2023, still players are leaving at the last stage of the window because we just don't have the interest in the players that we previously brought in, like Rob Holding, etc. And I know that Tavares and Lokongo are also signings that we made during this, this current present period of, of Arteta's tenure. But you can't have it all perfect. And if you look at what else we've done, you look at the best 11. You look at Arsenal's 11 now. We've got two quality goalkeepers. I think we need to go down to one. But if we've got two quality goalkeepers in Rare and Ramsdale. Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko or Timber. Of course, Timber gets quickly forgotten because of the injury, but it was a great bit of business that hopefully we see the benefit of very soon. Declan Rice, Thomas Partey, Martin Odegaard and Kai Havertz in there as well. And people laughed at Kai Havertz and people still laugh at Kai Havertz. And I really do judge those in yesterday's show that decided to still laugh at Kai Havertz because you're the ones looking silly. Uh, Bakaya Saka, 
Gabriel Jesus and Gabriel Martinelli, whose form at the moment is not the best. We know that. But they scored 88 goals as a squad last season, more than any side of Arsenal's in Premier League history. We scored more goals in the Premier League than the Invincibles. More goals than George Graham managed during the early Premier League years. More goals than the double-winning side managed in the Premier League. You know, we have scored a huge number of goals with the current squads and we need to try and find a way of unlocking that again and working out what's changed and how we get that back because what's happening this season is better resilience defensively but it's not enough it's not enough going forwards and you get people like shot in the chat saying it's a one season wonder if you think it's a one season wonder you weren't watching prior to that season you weren't watching what Arsenal were doing leading up to the 22-23 season. You weren't watching Arsenal progress. You weren't watching Arsenal grow. You weren't watching Arsenal change and evolve and learn and make difficult decisions in a squad like getting rid of their captain and moving in that direction. And therefore, you've then not watched this season. And you've not watched Arsenal go into a second successive title challenge in a much more competitive Premier League with Liverpool better, with Villa better, with other teams competing at the top of the table, with very few sides in this league that will not take points off the big teams. This is the most competitive Premier League season I have ever witnessed. And Arsenal are again up there competing as title challengers. And it's not perfect. And we can get better and we can eradicate mis some mistakes and we can have some better fortune. And we've also been miss so mistreated by some decisions as well, which I don't want to linger on too much because it's an excuse that I don't like using. But if you cannot see what has happened, or if you're sitting there stewing away saying, yeah, but we've still failed, you need to grow up and realise what Arsenal have done and how they've done it and what the process that they've gone through to get to where we are now. And if you're still thinking that we need to sack the coach and move on to someone else, I still challenge anyone, any brave soul, to send me a message, as I have called for, as you guys know I have called for, to come on and have a chat about the manager, about the fact that they're not happy, because we all know, you all know, and I know, that the trolls at this stage just don't do that. They just don't. How many times have I called people out to say, come on the show? I don't have Twitter. I don't have Instagram. I've never been on social media in my life. And yet I'm here on social media. I'm telling you why you're wrong, but I can't tell you why you're wrong. And I won't tell you why you're wrong on camera. <laughs> That's the way that it goes. It's the way that it is. But Arsenal are going in a really good direction. We're not perfect. And certainly things have led to the fact that we're not perfect. And we need to make some changes. And I hope that we do make those changes in 2024. And I hope that we do continue to get better. So, yeah, let's wait and see. Uh, Akamal says, have you watched the coaching documentary on Xhaka? No, it's on my watch list. I've been very busy, but thank you, Akamal, for reminding me. I really do need to watch it. Uh, Jorgen says, Tom, I'm wondering, have you ever wished another player injury before an Arsenal match? No, I've never wished. Well, maybe when I was younger and more immature, I might have done. But certainly as a conscious and mature older person now, I would never wish injury on a player it's really sad and malicious and kind of dark <laughs> to be honest if a player gets injured it's of a benefit to arsenal but i'd never wish a player gets injured it's a horrible thing to do i know that you might be pleased when someone's not available that's fine i've got no issues if you if you're pleased about when a player is missing for a game but if you're wishing an injury on a player it's a bit weird it's a bit dark it's a bit evil um yeah i'm not a, i'm not a fan of that um 
Let's go. And to be fair to Lee, who asked the question originally before I went off on that little rant. Sorry, Lee, I, I got a bit sidetracked. Um, <laughs> sacking the coach would set us back two years. And I do agree. If if you sack Arteta, what you're doing is then you're challenging yourself to go and find a coach that is going to do better. And by the way, I often see that the, the normal trend is to go, oh, look, we need a Diego Simeone. Which, by the way, is like the worst call. Like, you know, <laughs> saying I want Diego Simeone is like, okay, I've seen that he spent a billion years at a single club where he's done some great things in a completely different way, in a completely different country. And I expect him to come to Arsenal and in a shorter space of time than what Arteta has taken a broken team, broken by Emery to a title challenge and then a successive title challenge. I expect him to get results faster. I expect him to get the players that he wants in playing an entirely different system with an entirely different character of player. And to do that all while not speaking the language, which he doesn't, doing that all the while learning a brand new league that he's never competed in. And it's like some of the suggestions for the coaches, I just get really not wound up, maybe wound up. I probably look quite wound up, <laughs> but some of the decision-making I can't get my head around. I'm conscious of the time because I do need to hop off very soon. because I've got a busy morning getting up to Craven cottage. Um, Chris says, who do I want to win the darts? Um, I want that 16 year old kid that's doing it at the moment to win it. I, I don't watch darts as you're really learning right now, but I have been seeing some of the videos and the clips. What's his name? Um, it is someone will tell me in the chat in a second before I even find it. Luke Littler. Yes. Luke Littler. That's who I want to win it. Yeah. Um, been watching some of the little uh, clips that have been coming up. Can't say I know anything about him or any other darts player for that matter, but what an amazing story if he can go and do it. Um, so yeah, let's see. A shot says Simeone will win you the league within two years. Arteta might never, he is always behind Pep tactically. Yes, Simeone's going to win the league for Arsenal in two years. Yes, obviously. Please, please, shot. I extend the invitation to you, like I have to anyone that has disagreed. Send me a message on social media, Twitter, Instagram. I'd love to host you. I'd love to do a whole show for people that would love to see Arteta sacked and Simeone come in and tell me categorically how they know that he will get us to the title. I invite you. Please, please come on. Send me the messages. And I know that your, your Twitter suddenly disappears and your Instagram suddenly disappear and you can't send me a message. I know those pesky like accounts that you know you can't access as soon as you get asked to come on um, disappear. But you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome to uh, to come and <laughs> tell me. Uh, anyway, we're going to end the show there. Uh, I can't. I can't end the show talking about Simeone, can we? We can end the show by saying thank you so much for listening throughout the course of this year of 2023. I endeavoured to be just as sarcastic in 2024, <laughs> just as condescending to those that don't like it as well. But I also intend to be as grounded and as objective and as serious and as um, you know, just as, as sensible as I know that you've come to expect and that you come and tune into the channel for, um, that won't be changing. Um, so thank you so much uh, for listening. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be back in 2024 to bring you all the reaction to today's game against Fulham and the first day of the January transfer window. It's an important one and Arsenal need to get that business done if indeed it is possible. I hope that it is and we'll be covering all the nooks and crannies of that window. Thank you for listening. I'll see you again very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. 
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.